You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Hey, hey, I have the sexiest couple around on the show today. Ooh, I love them so much. They are from the Relationships Podcast. They are conscious couples coaches, Sindra Banks and Luke Skews. Oh, oh, I love them. I fell in love with them when I was on their podcast. And right after I said, please, dear God, come on my show because my people are going to love you. This is such a dope podcast. Um, I don't know that I've ever had a couple on the show. I feel like Connor and I usually do those on OK Babe. Um, So it was so fun to be able to sit down and chat with them about all things open relationships, polyamory, jealousy, how to handle it when your partner is dating someone else. What? (laughs) Um, This will blow your mind. They are so incredible at just making this so welcoming and providing so many great resources and really normalizing alternative relationships. I'm just so grateful for them. I'm so excited for you to hear this, even if you never dabble in the world of poly or open or have a threesome, you don't touch that ever. You can still learn so much from this podcast about communication and sharing yourself and full self and sexual expression and sharing your desires and really living a more fulfilling life in all aspects. Um, So I'm so excited for you to meet Luke and Sindra. Enjoy this show. Okay, I have been looking forward to this so much. Luke and Sindra on the show. Welcome. How are you guys? Hi. I'm so excited. This is so fun. So for people who don't know, I was on your podcast and it was it was so fun. It was some stuff I've just never talked about. And the reason I loved it is because you two are so open and welcoming and kind and loving. And you truly, at the end of the day, just want to help people. And I appreciate that so much about you. So thank you for being who you are and just creating such a safe, welcoming space for all of us to be in. Um, But I was thinking about this idea of sexual expression when I was thinking about you guys, because I feel like you both do, at least when I've talked to you um, in the little amount we've talked and then on Instagram, just the way you show up and you're so willing to be so fully expressed. And I imagine that it probably hasn't always looked like that for both of you. So what has Mm -hmm. that journey been like, not even just individually, but now as a couple and you're doing this work and you're teaching people how to do it, which puts a little pressure on sometimes. What has that looked like? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been quite a journey for us both individually and together. Uh, I came out when I was in my early twenties uh, and kind of dated women pretty much exclusively for you know ten ten ish years. Uh, and you know, for those of you that are listening and you know have come out and things like that, that can be a whole identity kind of crisis and can be quite confronting, uh, especially with, you know, like we live in Australia. So, um, and, and the area that we live is like a little bit conservative. So, you know, there is a, a, you know, not quite the openness perhaps of other places. So, you know, that's hard enough, um, (laughs) let alone, you know, we're, we're together and we're also, sexually fluid so uh we're you know into into people of all all genders and non-genders and I guess like you know we're, we're presenting in a heterosexual marriage so I guess it can be really hard to be seen as sexually fluid and it can be really hard to be seen as that sexuality in this kind of presenting relationship as well so yeah it's been it's been a really interesting journey of having to really be fully expressed as you said and like fully I guess accepting of who we are and and our sexuality yeah I think it's like one of the reasons why it is so important for us to be fully expressed because the way that we present is pretty mainstream you know like it you know where a man and a woman in who are married in a relationship but that's not sort of everything that we are like who we are goes a lot deeper than that and if you are in a in a world then you would know that but if we're trying to help other people live their full 
expression of themselves, then we think it's pretty important to put that out there, who we are, not just like what is the most easily digestible version of ourselves. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And I think one of the questions that I get a lot with my relationship with Connor, we're getting married in a couple of years and we talk about threesomes all the time. People are like, well, why are you getting married if you want to have threesomes? Like, what's the point? And I would love for you both to talk about why you felt called to be married while also having this very explorative, open relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it, it, it's not an unusual question. Like um, we had Sindra's girlfriend over for dinner uh, oh, like months ago. And she was like, why did, why did you guys get married? And the, basically it's because uh, we both have been divorced in the past. This is not a why, but this is like some background to the why. <laughs> but we've been divorced in the past and like most people after being divorced, we both said, never again. <laughs> I will never get married again. Fuck that shit. And, um, and then we had been dating for a while and our relationship straight away started with these incredible conversations. We talked about open relating. We talked about being queer. Um, we talked about like fantasies and desires, the shit that never had been, you know, seen the light of day before, <laughs> you know, it, it was so expansive that eventually I was said to Syndra one drunken night in Bali at um, Hotel Mexicola after a lot of tequila. Um, I was like, you know what? I said that I would never get married again, but I would get married to this relationship paradigm tomorrow. Wow. I would get married to this relationship. I wouldn't get married to what I thought marriage was before, mm. but what we're doing, I would marry this. Yeah. Yeah. And then in our vows and everything like that, we really we're very intentional kind of saying you know we're in this for as long as as long as it's working and as long as we still feel expansive and free in this space and that we'll continue to support each other's growth uh and things like that it definitely wasn't a traditional wedding vows it was very much what we wanted to, it to be and we also wanted to show people i guess in a sense that you can create the marriage that you want. If that looks like an open marriage, if that looks like living in separate houses or if it looks like having kids or not having kids or whatever you, that you want to do, we wanted to be able to show people and live that example of being our own take on what marriage means for us. So that for us is right now, you know, open and um, we've mm. actually kind of moved into exploring the polyamory realm as well which is like a, a recent development for us so like that is what our marriage is is right now so yeah I think like one of the reasons that we got married and were so like confident in getting married was the fact that we weren't getting married to a particular story or getting married to something that was like fluid and could change if it needed to it wasn't like captured in a certain idea of what marriage was like we wanted to get married and we wanted to get married and do it our way yeah you know it's interesting I I don't know how you guys feel right now but I feel like a lot of my friends are getting divorced mm. and I think that the last year and a half and everything we've gone through has definitely played a role in that of course mm. um but I also I, I think a big part of that is what you're talking about is that you know, regular marriage, conventional marriage oftentimes lacks conversations like I desire this or mm -hmm. I'm curious about this or I want more of this. And I'm finding that communication and the lack of sharing desires is really what it's coming down to in so many of these marriages. Mm -hmm. And it makes me so sad. And every time one of our friends comes and tells us like, Hey, yeah, we're getting divorced or we're separated, whatever. I just fucking hold Connor so tight. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for what we have. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad that we have the hard conversations and to talk about this and have threesomes mm -hmm. and are exploring separately and together and just all of that. So what do you guys think is, uh, and one, is this happening in your world? Are you seeing people going through this as well? And two, like, is it the communication? Is it the lack of self-expression and desire? What's going on? 
Um, I'm not really sure if we're seeing it in our world. However, uh, I feel like maybe people are a little bit slower to take up divorces in Australia, perhaps. Mm. Uh, yeah, and also fucking I think Americans. Old, I think we're a little bit older than you, so um, maybe maybe all the people already got them got divorced. Um. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think I think um, as well we've sort of um, oh, I I kind of think that we've put boundaries and surrounded ourselves around people who um, maybe oh it sounds really cold, but maybe aren't living that particular paradigm. Um, because we want to be completely free in what we're doing. So we sort of, you know, if, we're, if we feel like there's a relationship around us that might make us feel less free to do what we're doing, we kind of like lo- love love them and sort of put some a little bit of distance around that. So it probably is happening, but maybe we're just not having those conversations. Maybe they're not coming to us. Like we, in our work, we speak to a lot of couples who are on the edge of breakup. Like they come to us either we're like we either want to make this thing fucking amazing or we want to end it and we want your help with either of those. Mm. Um, but not so much friends and family that are going through that. Um, but absolutely what you said, like even when Cindra and I have like the most difficult conversations, like the most heart-wrenching, like, you know, hot knife in your heart or like a needle in the tip of your penis sort of thing. <laughs> like it's, you know, just the most horrible, you know, feels really bad. And then afterwards we're just like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that we have this relationship, that we can have these conversations. Yeah, definitely. Like we can, you know, speak from experience in uh, those places that we got to in our previous relationships that did lead to divorce and it was exactly what you were saying like unexpressed desires conversations that weren't able to be had because you were scared of hurting the other person um so you just kept that all inside and tried to just be be happy and and grateful for what what it was without having to push any boundaries you know i think Something that helps marriage be sustainable is pushing the edges a little bit, is 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 following this expansion journey, is kind of trying new things. And I don't just mean like buying a sex toy or buying some new underwear and that's that's you're trying new things, you know. It's like also what we see so much of in our work and also in our previous relationships is like codependency and how much of a I think I wrote a post one time like codependency is like the silent killer of um of you know marriages and relationships because no one can thrive in a codependent like I guess like in a toxic or you know codependent situation uh and we've really really learned that and seen that quite a lot so yeah I think that that is a big one <laughs> When did you guys realize that the person you're with can't be your everything before we even got together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like after being divorced, you kind of have that and like being divorced and doing the work. Like a lot, I, I talk to a lot of men specifically who get divorced and all of the problem was everybody else, you know, like, but if you're one of these people that goes through a breakup and, you know, is brave enough to look inside and realize, you know, changes the responsibility of the individual then you start to realize that oh shit I like I gave a lot of myself away or like I had a huge lack of boundaries like the fact that I'm so resentful and so hurt right now is 100% through the way that I presented in that relationship Mm -hmm. Um, and we both did a lot of work before we met each other like you know probably the first three dates was like us talking about how much work we'd done on oh it so, oh my god I'm so enlightened right now how much work have you done oh have you read this book it's so great oh my have, god have you read the celestine prophecies it's so enlightened and oh my god i love so, you guys so much and so like we're well, like we we I think one. I remember sitting at an ice cream shop here in Newcastle, <laughs> and I said to Cindra, "I was like, look, since I've gone through my divorce, I've dated other people, like I've met some amazing people, 
but also now that I've like reclaimed my independence, I'm like really, I feel really um, protective of that. Mm. Like I feel like really, really like some solidarity with myself and my independence. And I realized that all of the people that I grew up with, you know, that have been in like dating since high school or whatever, the people that are still happy are the ones that have still been like their own person yeah. within a relationship. They've been the ones that have gone and done a night out on their own or they've turned up to a party without the other one and still had a great time and, you know, still been them full selves without the other person. Like they're the ones that are still like chugging away and having a, you know, gay old time. So I was like, I'm really like quite protective of that, but I also want to really connect with somebody. Like I've got a lot of love to give and I want to give that to somebody and others. But, like, most of that love's mm. sort of for me right now. And that was massive. Like, I've never had a conversation with like that with somebody who I was dating and then be like, yeah, me too. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading something or it must have been on a podcast and it was, like, talking about codependency and it was like, you know, your partner can't be, like, your, like, sex playmate. Your, Esther your Perel, count- probably. Esther Perel, yeah. Like, your your counsellor, your confidant your you know cleaning cleaning household buddy a cooking person your you know the person you get transport off like you cannot rely on one person for all of this stuff and I was like like light bulb moment (laughs) I was like that really resonates with me so much like after my divorce I got like untamed and unbound tattooed on my hand like my wrist like to remind me to like you know stay uh free I guess and um yeah that was just a huge moment and when you talk to people like that they're like oh that makes so much sense like when you put it in those contexts like codependency for a lot of people they're like oh I don't know what that means when you break it down into like so you expect your partner to be all of these things and then still have romance <laughs> that's yeah. not possible not mm-hmm. in my experience anyway <laughs> yeah yeah and i love what you're saying i agree 100% i'm curious i i think this is a fine line or it can be a fine line maybe you have mm-hmm. a different perspective of you're not my everything but for you guys this is your primary partnership you're married sindra now has a girlfriend Uh, Cinder probably is going to want to do stuff with this girl that she's not going to want to do with Luke, you know, or vice versa. Maybe Luke's doing stuff with someone else. How do you navigate the, the insecurities and the, well, my feelings are hurt because you went bowling with this girl and bowling is what we do. And I wanted to go bowling with you. What do you do there? (laughs) I can probably speak to this. (laughs) (laughs) Luke, Um, have you had your feelings hurt recently? Oh, babe. (laughs) Kelly, 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 I've been through the washing machine of emotions over the past few months, let me tell you. Um, But I'm super grateful to have been through it and, like, be here and smiling and laughing with everybody about it. Um, But, like, I'll be honest with you, at times it fucking hurts. Like, it really can hurt. But it's an expansion through the challenge. Like, it's a challenge by choice. It's not a challenge of like, oh, I choose a relationship that's full of assumptions and ambiguity. Mm. You know, it's a relationship that's full of challenges by lots of conversations and hard conversations around that challenge. And sometimes like hard, to be honest, most of it's just personal stuff like, you know, journaling, like meditating. I've had to put um, like one, very recently we've gone and gotten um, relationship counsellors individually because we are in a relationship we have a business together plus we relate to other people we can't talk about everything to do with relationships with the person that we're in the relationship with like you need an external check sometimes um the other thing that's been really handy with me is like making voice clips and journaling so that there's a filter between my head and my mouth before like spewing it to the person that (laughs) all of those thoughts are about uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's tricky. It's challenging. Uh, and we've, to be honest, the thing that's helped us most in the past, say six months is going and seeking education on it. Like, Hey, we're doing something that we've never done before. Surely other people have done it. So we've listened to an amazing book called Polysecure 
which is really, really, really amazing because it talks a lot about attachment styles, like which is kind of like the root of how we relate, relate and react. Um, we've been listening to a podcast called The Curious Fox Podcast. And they're incredible when it comes to open relating. Um, so education. Yeah, and so, then we just have them all on our podcast as well. So we're like, hey, do you want to? You've written a book on polyamory. Come on our podcast, and then we can ask you all of our questions. Yeah, <laughs> free therapy on your show. That's why I have a podcast. Why yeah, do you exactly. think you're here? <laughs> exactly. So, like, one thing is like, yes, I'm going through this thing, and again, like the lack of codependency. I'm going through this. I need you to help me fix it. Mm. Like an external source. I guess mm. has been super, super helpful. And in those sources, people have done this before. People have been doing this for a long time. So they've got things that work and things that don't work. So things that work like, you know, some rules and boundaries or some people are like totally into relationship anarchy where there's no rules and boundaries and whatever comes up, comes up. That's fucking terrifying to me. But yeah, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> No, no thanks. But like you know, things like you know, my um, my pet name, Honey Bear, is is my pet name. You know, like that's no, that's for not for anybody else. You know, um, if you know, we we like to share a lot. Like it's kind of hot for us to talk about you know the expansion, and even if it is challenging, in it might be challenging for a week or two, but after that, it's fucking great. For instance, like right now, Syndra's got a relationship with. Uh, another person like a woman i'm not super interested in having a another relationship but something that i am interested in is seeking out like a dominance and submissive role like having a sub outside of the relationship so like i'm sure for syndra part of that might be like well but you know aren't i your sub and, uh, so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah but you know you can't be my everything yeah. whilst you're doing you know, everything with other people. Uh, like I showed Syndra how to, um, you know, hit the G spot and make somebody squirt. And then she, you know, th- it was just yesterday we were doing a tutorial on our Patreon and we're talking about like the, the, like the ins and outs of making somebody squirt. And she's like, oh, actually, this person actually does it better than you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? hold on. I, I taught you this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah it's so interesting it's like every day that we do this relationship it's almost like an unlearning and an undoing of like all the stuff that you thought that a relationship should be had to be that you perceived a marriage to be uh you know I feel like open relating you know as you can probably you know relate to as well is just like one huge learning experience, like one huge growth experience. And I think the fact that we can support each other uh, through it and talk about it openly, you know, does allow us to be able to manage those moments a little bit better. And uh, yeah, we can still kind of laugh about it at the end of the day. Most days, yeah. some days, some days, some days no. <laughs> some days not the laughing mood. <laughs> Okay, so I love all of this so much. And what what comes up for me is something that we have dealt with a ton in our relationship is it's like we get okay with one thing. It's like, okay, we can breathe. Like this feels comfortable. This is good. And then we push it further. And then boundaries are just constantly being pushed and we're at our edge over and over again. And what I've noticed that probably eight, seven, eight times out of 10, it's usually something that I'm just scared of, but that I want. It's like, I desire this, but I'm scared. So I want to be pushed to my edge, but it's going to take a couple weeks. Like you said, of like, got to talk it out. I got to cry. I got to have my moment. Three, two or three times out of 10, it's something that it's just not for me. Like, this is not for me. This is too far. This is not what I wanted. I don't like it. It doesn't feel expansive. It actually feels really horrible. It doesn't feel like something I get to work through. It feels like a no for me. It feels like a boundary. Mm, Yeah. And I think that something that comes up a lot is even just in my experience, I feel like, well, I clearly haven't done enough work because I should be okay with that too. And I, I would be curious your thoughts on that because I think that a no is a no. Like maybe that's just forever a no for me. 
And I don't have to decide that, but it doesn't feel good. Whereas other things I'm like, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. So I know that I get to lean into that. How do we navigate that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's definitely something that I have come up against and it's a real, yeah, it's really hard because everything feels like a challenge. Like, you know, having, having a conversation with this person that I'm seeing about like, Hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's a super like challenging edge conversation. I remember like walking into my first threesome with another couple was like, I literally called Luke crying in the car. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Why do I even want to do this? This is so stupid. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, going to a sex club for the first time, I had a full meltdown actually the second time too. But um, yeah, so it, it is really challenging. And I think it's something that, yeah, you have to try and, and, you know, if you do lean into it and it's still a full body, no, then that's okay. And I think knowing what's, what feels like a full body, no for you. Uh, and then there are other things where you're like, Oh, this feels like a no, but there's also some curiosity in what would happen if I, you know, just, just stepped into it. And I think a lot of it is like our nervous system as well, right? Like we, some things, most things that are a little bit different and outside of what like a normal relationship is, it's like, oh, like your nervous system's like, oh my God, fight or flight, like protect yourself. Like you don't need to do this. Like you don't need to be challenged. Like you don't need to be uncomfortable. Just stay in your comfort zone. Uh, Yeah. I personally haven't come up with too much that I'm a full body no for in the realms of like, playing and exploring however there's definitely some things where I was like yeah we kind of tried it and I was like that's probably not for me Mm -hmm. uh however maybe if we come back to it or like maybe if we just leave it and if it's something we decide to to revisit revisit again what do you think yeah I think there's been times that have been like uh a full body no and it's been no and then afterwards I've been like oh I wonder what would have happened if I like explored that a little bit. There's been times where there was a no, it was a no, and I've done it anyway, and then got through the experience and thought I I probably should have listened to that no, but I've learned some really cool shit mm. from that. Like for next time, um, so it's about like just I don't know, like radical acceptance, uh, the fact that this whole thing is just an experience. Mm. Like there's no there's no right or wrong in saying like listening to a no or like standing by a no. Like how whatever the outcome is, it's part of the experience. I know that you know terrible things happen, that and that's that is terrible. But in these sorts of experiences, if you've got your eyes wide open when you're in the shit, then you're going to learn some really really valuable stuff. Whether you lean into a no and see where it goes, or you like stand by a no, it's going to be super valuable to you anyway. Mm. One thing that I've learned in our relationship is that. Oh, we had like a human design chart reading. I don't know. Do you know about human design at all? Oh, yeah. Obsessed yeah. over here. So, yeah. <laughs> so we had like a couple's human design chart reading, right? And Syndra, in, out of this, this thing, her makeup is that if there's a growth opportunity, she has to do it. Like there's not even a choice. Like if there's something cool and exciting, then she's at it like a dog <laughs> with a bone. Whereas I've got a choice. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I could not. Um, so sometimes that can become a little bit difficult in relationships when somebody is like, Oh, that's cool. I'm going to go and try that. And I remember him like, well, yeah, I could give it a go. Otherwise, or we could stay over here in the comfort zone. Like, you know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Over, it's cushy, cushy as fuck over here. And you know, it, so that can be difficult at times, but also the fact that you've got somebody that's like willing to go there and push the edges, like you can be really grateful for too to make sure that you're not just stuck in the comfort zone. Um, yeah, Luke tells me I'm not allowed to read any more books. Yeah, she can't read books. <laughs> dude, every time this woman reads a book, our relationship changes. It's, oh, my it's, God. <laughs> He's banned me from reading any books. 
That's how I feel about Connor and podcasts. I'm like, please stop listening to podcasts. (laughs) No, Luke, I actually, I am you and Connor is Syndra. So I totally feel your pain, honey. I am with you. I'm like, stop wanting to do all the things. Like, it can't be that cool. Like, let's stay home and watch Netflix, please. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, the missionary is great. Let's just do that. (laughs) Said no one ever. (laughs) Although I will say... Yeah, I was going to say Connor and I actually really like having missionary sex now because we'll like do random things and we'll be with another person or we'll be, you know, he'll be fucking me from behind. It's all the things. And then one night it'll just we call it like chill sex. Like, can we just do chill sex tonight? And usually that that requires me to either just be on top of him or we're having missionary sex. And it's like very chill. simple and we're like oh this is we feel really connected right now and I'm like this is so easy and it's like so simple but it's profound because it's novel again yes yeah we call it married sex yeah we call it married sex sometimes we have married sex um and don't choke me tonight I just want to have married sex yeah don't don't talk dirty just like tell me that you love me and that I'm beautiful and I've got a big, big dick like let's just do that and like a lot of the times it'll be like Sunday Sunday morning like spoon sex, you know, like wake wow. up and kiss and cuddle and just hold each other and touch each other and have sex and it doesn't even matter if you come, you just connect. Um, and it's, like you said, it's really profound and connected. And like because lately we've been like doing a lot of dirty talk to try and express our sexual desires, embody our sexual desires without having to go and like find somebody to do them with like you know you know right now with COVID it's like you know if I want to like do a big wild thing it can be a little bit difficult to organize so sometimes it's just hot to talk about it but also like if you're just like saying filth to each other all the time then you know you need the contrast you need the yin and the yang yeah definitely (laughs) talk dirty to me and tell me you love me I like that that's good All right, let's talk about some brand that I'm fucking with right now. Organifi gave me the greatest gift of all and has pumpkin spice gold back on the shelves. Oh, Lord, am I so happy. So pumpkin spice, we all know a good PSL. They're full of sugar and delicious and covered with probably whipped cream and give you a sugar rush and make you fat and feel disgusting. So I don't want a good old regular PSL that you can get at that one place that's on every corner. No, I'm making this shit at home and it tastes delicious, but I'm going to give you the Kelly Tennant secret because I love you. So here's what I do. I made this shit up last year and I started making it again because it's finally cool enough to have my hot ass drinks all day long. I blend one scoop of pumpkin spice gold with half a scoop of chocolate gold. And then I put a spoonful, a heaping spoonful of coconut butter in, mixed with hot water, blended in the blender. You guys, I've made this for two different girlfriends of mine that have come over this week while you're having tea and up on the mountain and it's cozy. And I'm like, this is really good. I don't lie. I just don't lie. I only share shit that I really love and all my friends love so that you know you're getting the best. I'm obsessed with Organifi. It's just all things delicious. So if you want to try it out, fall is coming. Let's be basic bitches together. Go to Organifi.com slash Kelly T. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash Kelly T. You'll get 20% off. You're fucking welcome for the best PSL of your life. Okay, how about this? Let's talk about therapy because the world is on fucking fire and I'm stressed out. That's just the damn truth. And I'm guessing you're stressed out too. That's what you tell me in the DMs. I swear to God, if I have to talk about all of this shit show any longer, it's wow. Yep. So therapy, super helpful right now. Helpful all the time. Um, I have been with my therapist for over a year and a half now. I've talked about Anna so many times and she came from BetterHelp. And I'm obsessed with BetterHelp because it makes therapy possible for so many people. Therapy can be expensive. Uh, Oftentimes insurance doesn't cover it, which is why so many of us don't go. We also don't go because we're scared as fuck to hear the truth. So there's that. But if you're ready to get support, to dabble in the truth, to ask the harder questions, to get more in touch with yourself, to be fucking happier, 
all the things, I highly recommend BetterHelp. They are incredible. You can find someone that really fits what you're looking for. Uh, and I just love how easy it is to use their services. So if you go to betterhelp.com slash Kelly, you'll get 10% off your first month. And I just, I can't tell you enough how much I love what BetterHelp has created. So that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Kelly, 10% off. Let me know how it goes. I love when I get messages about successful matchmaking with therapists through BetterHelp. I know that you're feeling supported and that really matters to me. That's why I do this. That's why I share the company with you. So let me know how it's going. All right, let's get back to this sexy duo. Something that Connor and I talk a lot about is just how having these other experiences, whether it's just us talking about it, we do a lot of that as well and not actually acting on it. Or when we do bring women in, um, we talk so much about how it has strengthened our relationship. It is created more passion. It has created more space for curiosity. It has healed both of us in a lot of ways with a lot of issues we've had around sex and our bodies and connection and fear of intimacy. And, you know, not that we like bring other people in to fix us. It's just this really interesting organic experience that we've had. Um, and so I'm curious how this has helped strengthen your relationship and your bond being with other people. Yeah. And it's something so strange, right? People are like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, hmm. what do you mean having an open relationship has brought you closer? Like, what do you mean? That doesn't even make sense. However, that's exactly our experience and it's exactly why we continue to explore different variations and different, you know, people and different experiences because we do find that it does and, and it has brought us closer together. And we always talk about, you know, if you can have a conversation about like, hey, how did you go with fucking that other person last night? Then, you know, the conversations about taking the bin out or the, the trash out is, um, you know, who cares really? Like you can have these like amazing, really profound, challenging conversations. Like you can, um, I guess, move through the fact that what you're doing might be hurting the other person. You can deal with these deep emotions and be there for each other and be still on the same team. So all of these other shitty little conversations that you know, might be enough to set off a fight in another couple for us is just like, meh, <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Uh, that's probably been the, the biggest thing for me personally, because in previous relationships, I've really struggled to talk about my needs and wants and desires and emotions even. So having this kind of relationship, yeah, like has been super healing for me personally and moving to these edges and I guess now as well, being uh, in this polyamorous kind of um, relationship paradigm is now I'm also experiencing some of what Luke's experienced with me in that uh, the person that I'm seeing is also seeing other people. So it's like this whole like uh, cycle of like surrendering to what is and moving through these challenges and the amazing thing is like we get to talk about it together and and you know support each other through it so yeah, yeah. it's pretty connected <laughs> like you know over the past three years we've been open relating which has mostly looked like dating other people and having sex and like making new connections and then the past couple of months it's moved more into like creating other relationships you know like a girlfriend relationship which for me, like, I'll, I'll be honest with all of you listeners, like, it's been fucking hard. Like, you know, fear of abandonment. Like, what if that go, what if that's a, like, it turns out to be a great relationship and ours doesn't work out? Like, you know, we live together, we work together, we co parent together. Like, what if all of this is too hard and that's just like shiny and new and full of orgasms? So, like, I'd go <laughs> towards that. So it's, it's terrifying, but it's also like, it's like 10 years of therapy in the space of three months. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. And I was only talking to my therapist about this yesterday. Um, the, the normal caveats that you have to a relationship um, sort of go out the window a little bit. Um, and it's really liberating to know that they're out the window. Like um, 
so being saying things like, um, well, I can always just break up with them. You know, like when you go into a relationship where you're like, hey, like let's have a threesome, you kind of have to radically accept that if that happens and it feels like shit, then you're not going to break up. You're just going to have a conversation afterwards and say, I don't want to do that again. Like that didn't feel good for me and what it brought up was X, Y, Z. So those normal like rip cords, those normal like easy outs kind of get thrown out the window and there's a, there's a hot, like it sounds counterintuitive, but there's a higher level of commitment to the relationship when you throw that shit in the bin. Mm, definitely. Yeah, and then like some of the hottest sex we've ever had is like when one of us has come home from a date or like, you know, leading up to going to the sex club or after the sex club thinking about what we did together and. Yeah, like or when we've been getting like dirty messages from like people that we've kind of been flirting with and, you know, talking about doing these other things or other people and it's like, oh, my God, that's such a turn on. Like we literally just be like, let's fuck all the time because like we're thinking about these other experiences of other people and, again, like people think that's so messed up. Like how can you, how can that be a turn on? It's like you don't, you don't even, you don't understand. (laughs) It's just like such a, so, so hot. But, you know, I I thought I was crazy when I first admitted that I was into women and that I wanted threesomes. And I'm like, there's something so fucking wrong with me. And then if you start doing research, you realize it's one of the highest search for porns is threesomes, women with women. So many of the women I talked to in my life after I came forward and started talking about this publicly, they're like, OK, like, tell me everything because I actually <laughs> secretly have been into this and I am so scared to tell my husband or whatever. And you realize just it's just not normalized, but it's something that people do think about a lot. And to see it actually play out can be very nerve wracking because we just don't see it often enough and it isn't normalized in our society. But I do think that it's something people are so curious about, which is why some of my highest downloaded podcasts, which this will be one of them, is about open relationships and threesomes and non-monogamy because there's clearly what we've been doing isn't really working, right? So there's There's got to be other options. And if you start really listening to yourself and asking questions, you realize there's curiosity there. There's desires that you haven't tapped into. And there's this suppression of self. And I think we're all just longing to be more free. Yeah. 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 Freedom through sexuality is like probably one of the most desired states as an adult, Mm. like, like I think. And the amount of people that we've coached, spoken to that have said like, oh, oh God, I would love to be living that sexual liberation, but my partner would never be into it. And it's like, have you talked to them about it? They're probably thinking the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But like we're just so loaded with, you know. How things should how be. How things should be and what you can and can't talk about that it, it doesn't happen. But. To be honest, when we've started talking about this sort of stuff, we've actually had some incredible experiences with a lot of people who have wanted sexual liberation, could not be stuffed with Tinder and Bumble and all of those things. They're like, you guys are great. Obviously, you're probably good at sex because you have a lot of it. So, um, you like, you want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it works well. It works well for us. That's so great. <laughs> Having this, like, it's like an easy off. way to recruit people, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you know they're exactly. down. So Does it makes it a lot easier. Does this happen to you? Um, it's just started happening, yeah. which has been very <laughs> odd and interesting to say the least. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it yet. Connor's like, this is great. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> we we were with someone who's one of my listeners and at first it was really weird. Then it made it made sense and it actually led to like deeper connection and it was great. But at first I was super put off because I was like, this person knows everything about me. They they understand our dynamic, like all the things. I don't like it. And then I was like, actually, this is kind of perfect. So I don't know. I'm warming up to the idea. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely makes us well, look, it makes it easier for us where we're from. Again, it's like a little bit close knit, yeah. a little bit conservative, so small town. Small townish ish. So people kind of if if they do know about us, that that does make it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Tinder and things like that. <laughs> it's surprising. When we first started relating the way we did, we were like we felt like we were, you know, on an on an island of, you know, sexual whatever. 
And the more we started talking about it on our podcast, the more people came out of the woodwork and I was like, oh, it's so great to have other people that are living a non-traditional mm. relationship and willing to talk about it. Yeah. Do you want to go out for dinner? And we're like, I'm pretty sure they're going to want to fuck us, babe. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. they've, they've probably been looking for, you know, something. And it's, that's not always the case. It's just nice to have other people that um, are, I don't know, doing weird shit as well. So... <laughs> It's not always the case, but it's often. It is often the case, yeah. <laughs> but almost always. You're like nine times out of ten, they they ask us and beg us to get naked with them, and we're like, uh, fine, fine, if we have oh, to. I suppose I'll have to take my clothes off. Like brushing, oh brushing our teeth before going out, and be like, so what do you think is going to happen tonight? It's like they're definitely going to fuck us. <laughs> That sounds like me and Connor, but Connor's always one being like, this girl definitely wants to fuck you. And I'm like, you're crazy. And he does it all the time. And I swear to God, if we ever get to have that conversation, it always turns out that he's right. And it's so annoying. I'm like, can you not have the best bisexual dar of all time? Yeah. Like, please go away. Yeah. Sindra, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know where this came from, this dynamic change, whether it was a book or a podcast you read that inspired you to now make this change in the relationship and want to have a girlfriend. I Look, when we first got together, we, so I was the one that kind of brought the open relationship to the table um, in saying that like when we first got together, I was like, right, I don't want to be monogamous. Uh, it hasn't worked for me in the past. Let's, you know, if, if you want to be with me, we have to be non-monogamous. What do you think about that? Basically, like really kind of threw it on Luke. Like that's not how, wanna... that's not how it went. Yeah, down. but like basically, I was just like, you know, how do you feel about monogamy? I don't want to be monogamous. Mm. Blah blah blah. So I guess like I was the one that was kind of bringing this to the table in the first place. And then yeah. when we did have those conversations, I did say, look, I don't want to be polyamorous right now uh, because we've just gotten together. I wanted to like really see where our relationship went. However, you know, I said at the time, like polyamory could be a thing that we move into later. I'm not saying that I, I'm not saying that I'm never going to be polyamorous. And then I guess my paradigm over the last couple of years has been like, I'm too busy to have another relationship. Uh, and then I, I think we went through a shift uh, probably like six months ago where we were struggling to find time. And we kept saying we're struggling to find time to date other people or be with other people. And I sat down and I was like, look, if we really want to do this and we're going to have resentment towards the fact that we don't have time to do it, then we need to like prioritize time to do it. Like there's always time. Mm-hmm. You just, we just need to make some changes. So if we want to date people, then we will make time to date people, you know. Like it would get to the weekend and you'd be like, oh, it's been such a tough week. I just want to like kiss and cuddle you and watch Netflix. I don't even know if I could find time to date somebody else. And we sort of talked about the fact that we've, we're doing this thing for a really long time. If it, now, if we stay woke, we can miss out on a Saturday night together. Like, just prioritize it. Yeah. So we had a conversation and then um, someone that I had matched with on Tinder and we had been on, like, one date, like, two years ago or something, um, I just, like, saw them randomly at the beach and we kind of reconnected and then uh, it was way better than the first date. <laughs> and then we kind of just started seeing each other and yeah I just I I guess I kind of realized that I do have this desire to potentially explore like more than more than our relationship and then I do have space for it or I can make space for it and so I guess in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, I need to educate myself as much as possible without talking to Luke about it. I'm just going to read all these polyamory books. Um, so <laughs> Luke, for those of you who can't see him, is thumbs up in this with a smirk on his face. He loved that. <laughs> so Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory by Dedica Winston, who we have on our podcast, um, who hosts a podcast called The Multi-Amory Show started listening to that, read the book, you know, 
kind of formulating in my head, like, oh my God, like, I think that I want to be polyamorous. How the fuck is this going to work? Oh my God. Let me just pop in here. Is that the whole time that this was going on, I knew that this was going on. Like I knew that Cindy was thinking this and I knew that she was like thinking about exploring polyamory and every now and then I'd be like, how are you going with this? Like, are you thinking about like, you know, up-leveling this relationship. And it's like, no, 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 I'm good. No, we're just having sex. It's okay. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I've, you know, like, like I was like Connor in this thing where he's like, I'm pretty sure this girl's going to want to bang you. I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure Cindy is going to want to, ex- like, explore expansion and growth in relationships. Yeah. <laughs> so I did all my research and, uh, yeah, I just, I really, like, I really liked this person and I could kind of see it working because they were kind of on board with this whole paradigm as well. And, yeah, so I think we had a relationship check-in meeting a few weeks ago, which we have every couple of weeks. So (laughs) we we both read the Smart Girls Guide to Polyamory, and as I was reading this thing, I was reading it and being like, oh, fuck, this is going to change everything. Now she's got like a playbook on how to change it. Like this is like the, this is the guide to, to polyamory. Like, I know that Cindy's going to be reading this and being like, oh, this is how I could do it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, here we go again. It's going to change. That's all right. Cool. And, um, yeah, then we had uh, this relationship check-in that we, like, do every two weeks and Cindy was like, yeah, yeah, no, everything's great, everything's great, it's all good. And I'm like, um, are you going to talk about the fact that you, <laughs> that you want a girlfriend? And then, yeah, Cindra. Said yes. Said oh, actually, yeah. I am, <laughs> and I don't know how to talk to you about it. And I'm like, well, just fucking talk to me about it. Let's do this thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. But like, I I was like, you know, as well as um, knowing that that was a desire and inviting Sindra to be able to talk about it, it was still terrifying. Like, it still really hurt. So um, then we went and found uh, another book called Polysecure that I was saying earlier, which talks more about like attachment styles uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to open relating and why things hurt. Like, so there's like, you know, if you had like sometimes when you're just in it, that's all you see is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're right. in the problem, all you know is the problem, all you see is the problem. And if you sort of have some awareness around why it's a problem and that it is like a human problem you're not just going crazy this is something that people go through uh it made it really really uh comforting to know that like if i just keep my eyes open and like i'm open to the lessons this could actually be really quite valuable to me in my life yeah yeah it's also brought like a then like a, the next level growth for both of us i think you yeah, know in I, kind of having these conversations and leaning into something that is like next level open relating I suppose and Mm. I think it's been really beautiful to watch Luke move through like some really big emotions that were maybe attached with the past as well and like the the way that you know you you used to be and also so challenging to be to sit here and hold space for that knowing that I am essentially the person that uh is causing that is really big and I feel again like that has brought us closer together as well it's Mm. like wow we just like and I'm sure there will be heaps more especially when Luke gets into a relationship I'll definitely lose my shit um yeah I'm super open (laughs) to that It's like, I can do this, but you're definitely not allowed. That's how I feel. I'm like, Connor, I'm going to hook up with all the girls by myself, but you are never going to do that. <laughs> That's one of the things that uh, um, some of the other people that we've had on our podcast who are more versed in polyamory have said, like, it's a real thing to be able to be like, I know what I'm doing in this. Like, I know what I'm doing in expanding relationships, but I don't really trust other people to do it like on their own. Right. Like I know that yeah. I'm on the right track, but like <laughs> you're just going to get like dick brain and just want to do dumb shit. <laughs> but it's uh, it was comforting to know 
like whilst I was moving through it that I had seen Sindra move through it in the past. Like when I'd gone gone on dates with girls and come home and Sindra's like, you know, rocking back and forth and be like, did you like her better than me? Like what, <laughs> how, what were her boobs like? You know, mm. you know, it, I was like, okay, so I've seen Sindra go through this when I've been, I kind of call it like when you're on the, the um the fun end of expansion and when you're on the shitty end of expansion <laughs> you know when yeah. you're the person that's having all the great times and or you're the person that's like you know watching somebody have all the great times and knowing that that's a bit of a seesaw mm. and it can't always be like well if you're just choosing to have threesomes like that's that's great but then that can also bring other things too if somebody's having like you know a lot of the attention in the threesome mm. it's kind of like just a different scale ratio when you're doing it individually in relationships um so knowing that i had seen Sindra go through it in um, the past when i had i had done it but that relation that dynamic that i was talking about earlier like you and connor and me and Sindra, and Sindra's like driven to growth whereas i'm like eh, like this is great so in the past when i've seen Sindra have a hard time i would be like okay well i won't do it anymore like I don't, right. I don't want it to hurt you. I won't do it anymore. Where Syndra is like, well, I know that you can deal with this, and I'm having a great time. So, like, I'm gonna do it, and you're gonna benefit out of it. Like, I know that if I was like, you know, this needs to fucking stop. I'm falling apart inside. My whole world feels like shit. Then we would, you know, put pump the brakes. But when there's some people that are just driven towards it and know that the people around them will handle their shit. And there's probably people like me that are a little bit more codependent that when they see somebody else struggling, it means that they should, like, you know, come down a notch. It's, yeah. It's all learning. It is. <laughs> it is. Luke, would it be different for you if Syndra was dating a guy? Oh, I would like to say no, because to me, um, humans are just humans, like penis, vagina. Uh, and I've had this conversation with other people where they've been like, oh, sure, like, great. Like, of course, Sindra can have sex with girls. Like, that's hot. Um, and I'm like, no, she, like, she can have sex with anybody. And they're like, you would let somebody else penetrate her? And I'm like, well, yeah, like, it's just people. Um, I would like to say no. We've, we have had, like, sex with all sexes. Um, but I'd probably be amiss if I'd said that they're, like I didn't, don't expect there to be individual challenges around that as well. I guess um, knowing that at the start when we like first talked about having an open relationship, I was like, yeah, you know what, that makes sense. Like I'm into dudes, Sindra's into women, like we can't fulfill everything. So maybe like if it's just like what we what we can't give each other in this relationship, yeah, that's kind of easy. That's is I I don't have boobs I don't have vagina I can't give you that like of course you can go looking for that elsewhere, but they could like I would imagine for people and maybe even for me in the future if it's going outside the relationship for what I already have like anatomically that could bring extra challenges but also I know that it's not just about you know the bits that are hanging off me it's just the connection it's the human. I feel like it definitely did have challenges a few months ago when there was another male that came yeah. into my world. I feel like you I were feel, extra I feel challenged like, with I that. I feel like there was there was challenges around it, but it was probably more complicated than that. Like there was challenges around this person, you know, did dirty talk better than me. You know, like this, <laughs> this person had like a shit ton more money than me. You know, the fantasy that they were like, um, showering on Sindra, they could actually pull off. Like they could make this right. shit happen. So it was. It wasn't so much the fact that they had a penis hanging off them. It was the fact that they were, you know, they were offering a lot more different things than I could offer. And I feel like that's kind of a universal thing. Yeah, definitely. Just the fucking on the Tesla, that kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like that. I want to know, have you guys ever encountered um, either individually or, or, or as a couple people who are, you know, kind of malicious and fine with breaking up your relationship and not respecting boundaries? Yeah, they haven't, they haven't really come into our life. Haven't been, in, haven't been in our world. I feel like, I guess because we do speak so openly about 
who we are and what we do and how we do it, we probably haven't attracted those people into no. our world. We've, we've definitely had judgment from other people. We've had we've had like the social media shade, like people wanting to fuck up our lives and our relationship and our business on the socials, but nobody's come into our relationship maliciously and I don't think that we would. Most people come into it and be like, oh, wow, this is really beautiful. We'd love to be, play some part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst being respectful of your relationship. Yeah, we've had the same experience. Um, I think it's something I thought I was going to see a lot more of, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a bunch of fucking home wrecking bitches coming in, <laughs> trying to steal my man. And if anything, I, I get more attention than Connor does, um, which is a whole other conversation. But um, it's been, yeah, it's been <laughs> so funny. Um, but I, I it really is an interesting uh, aspect of this because I think most people think that when you're in this dynamic, you have people who are just sort of reckless and mm-hmm. just out for their own needs. And I think that we've actually encountered so many amazing women who they are in their own exploration and they really want to cultivate what he and I have with their own partner someday. And so they're like, I love learning. I love being a part of this. Y'all are really respectful. And so I think it's it's a really beautiful opportunity um, to be open to that rather than fearing that every single person you encounter is going to try and screw up your relationship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think you have to be, I guess we're quite intentional about who we bring into our relationship as well. You know what I mean? It's like we kind of make sure that we have a conversation with them and know a little bit about them before we 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 bring them in. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's kind of two two forms of outside relating that we're open to like there's just that circumstantial thing like you know get out and somebody wants to make out with you then you kind of just make like an on-the-spot call you're not going to be like hey babe this chick wants to kiss me is it cool if she kisses me and i kiss her back if i use some tongue or like touch her butt (laughs) hold on hold on like just gotta check in just gotta check in uh there's like you know that circumstantial thing that's probably going to be really hot to come home and talk about or there's, you know, something that's premeditated and that premeditation does come with some vetting, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's yeah. one of the things I, that actually has attracted people to um, forming connections with us in that online dating is a fire pit at times. <laughs> so when people see us in a healthy relationship, they're like, all right, well, like I know that they can hold a relationship, you know, they're semi-attractive, like they probably aren't nuts because they have got a partner. Um, <laughs> that's It's a big, assum- big assumption. but I Yeah, that's like, a little farther, Luke. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like that, that's just what I've heard from people. They're like, like I'm a, I am actually more open to dating people that are like that are in an open relationship because I feel like they've got actually better communication and boundaries than a lot of the people on online dating Mm, yeah Mm, and i think because we are so transparent and open i guess that's kind of like here we are (laughs) this is what we are Mm. so if you like it you'll come in if you don't you won't and that's okay so yeah that's so good i love it okay tell everyone what you guys offer how they can work with you because i'm obsessed with you and i'm sure everyone listening to this is now obsessed with (laughs) oh okay um so we have we do uh couples coaching which we have a 12-week program called Turn On, which is basically for couples who are in like a loving, connected relationship, but maybe their intimacy is not where they want it to be. You know, like they just need, they know that it's there, but they need a guide back to loving, connected, like really hot intimacy. Yeah, and I think uh, we we would love to work with couples who do want to be open and are in open relationships. However, all of the people that we work work with so far are all monogamous so please don't be scared we're not going to turn you into a polyamorous couple however if you want to <laughs> then we can help you <laughs> I, think, uh, I think all of the lessons that we do learn from our relationship like like we said it turns it all up to 11 so you know it's all relatable to any sort of relationship the other thing that we offer is we've got a six-week women's group um program called uh awaken your pleasure which is basically for women to embody pleasure in their life and that's all about you know coming back to pleasure with yourself first and um sharing that in your relationships 
and both Syndra and I present that. Um, and it's a massive permission slip from both the masculine and the feminine. And we've just launched a six-week group program for men as well. Pleasure program. Pleasure program called Ignite Your Intimacy, which is a big step for us because so far it's mostly been women who have been like, yes, I want to do the work. Like I want more pleasure in my life. And lately we've had a lot more men like stepping up and saying, you know, actually, you know, I wouldn't mind having a bit more pleasure in my life too. Yeah, it's yeah. something that we love. Like we, we're obviously very passionate about sex. Uh, we're serious about sex and um, and intimacy and helping people reconnect to that part of themselves because we have, you know, loved playing with sex magic and the the power of pleasure and things like that. So, yeah, we're we're super excited to offer that into the world. And then obviously as we spoke about, we have a podcast, which we had you on, um, such an incredible episode. Um, our podcast is called The Relationships Show, and we like to bring, um, you know, all kinds of taboo topics, in inverted commas, uh, into the lights. Um, we recently did an episode uh, talking to a brothel owner, which was so insightful. Um, Ooh, yeah, it was amazing. I haven't listened to that one yeah, yet. Yeah, it's out now. And we're actually going to be offering um, some programs for um, their sex, like sex workers to help them be more conscious and also protect their energy and stuff in, in their work. So yeah, we, I guess like we made the change recently ish to really go um, into more intimacy offerings. And like since then, honestly, we've had so many incredible opportunities to, yeah, just step into that, which is just like, Oh my God, it's so exciting. Mm. I love it. Oh, you guys are up to so much good shit. I love it. And thank you for being here. I adore you both. And I learn so much from you all the time, not even just in these conversations, but you guys show up really powerfully in the world. So thank you for being who you are. I'm so happy to know you. Oh, thank, thank you for you. being who you are. And we can't, cannot wait until we can get out of our fucking prison of a country that we're not allowed to leave right now and get over oh. and see you and hang out with you. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same. You always have a place to stay. So Thank come you. visit. <laughs> <laughs>